Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Having to Roll. We've had a very busy month here. I've been working very hard to get the show ready, and we are excited to get underway. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. This week, we have a brief interlude between Book 2 and Book 3 of Curse of the Crimson Throne. Before we get started, a few big announcements. First of all, there is new character art on our website and Twitter. This masterpiece was put together by a brilliant artist, Maru, referred by one of my friends. It's really amazing to see the cover of Night and Old Corvosa rendered in such beautiful style, so be sure to check them out now. We've put a link to Maru's Twitter in the episode description. You may also notice our lovely new cover art in your feed. I put this together to celebrate Book 3. To help you get familiar with the party's new abilities, we've put out a Level 8 breakdown and PDF copies of our character sheets on Tumblr. Check that out on tohaventoroll.tumblr.com. And lastly, a reminder, uh, we are having a giveaway. Check out the show description for information about how you can win a Corvosan coin commemorating the reign of Iliosa. This session features sound effects by Sirenscape and music by Philip Melvin. Our new intro for this book is The Crimson Banquet, Red Raven's Waltz. It is wonderful to be back. We have a great show for you. So, let's return to Corvosa in Curse of the Crimson Throne. beautiful wife hello beautiful husband and welcome back to, to curse, curse of the, the crimson, crimson throne. throne oh curse my the throne. goodness what what well a lot happened a lot happened in our last recordings of curse of the crimson oh, throne oh boy last time we had the denouement of book two mm-hmm. uh and uh, we did sort of accelerate the timeline for that, mm, uh, which little... means that we got a bit of a got a bit ahead of some of the story developments that we need to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the what are the overarching themes of what's uh, going on now? Andeson is dead. Devalis is dead. Rolflam is dead. Uh, we found the cure for Blood Veil. Uh, we saved a bunch of people. Uh, Corvosa regards us as heroes. Uh-huh. We know we know that Iliosa did it. Uh, in that Iliosa asked the Church of Ergothoa to design Bloodvale to kill a bunch of people in Corvosa. Yes. Uh, and we think she might know that we suspect something, but she doesn't know exactly what we suspect or why. Yeah. But she can't do anything to us because we're Corvosa's heroes, and if she kills us, the populace will come for her. So what she's doing is just leaning into it, mm-hmm. and she has awarded you guys... 25,000 gold a truly in gift cards. Incredible amount. Yeah. Of of a, that would gold be and treasure. That would be enough to bring somebody back uh even without a body. Yeah, it <laughs> would. It would. Hmm. So, um we got a bunch of shiny new things. Everybody leveled up to level 8. 
uh, which is exciting. Yes. Uh, and so uh, and so we are going to uh, cut away real quick here while we talk about level eight. Level and if you're eight. interested in level eight uh, in, in the level up discussion, it's going to be on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. All right. So, wow, I wow. sure sure was enlightened by that incredible wow. extra content that we just recorded. It was really good. You know, I think that might be the best content we've ever made. And you you can check it out. Mm-hmm. That's to have and to roll.tumblr.com. I had a really nice time. I had a really nice time. You were great. Oh, thank you. You know, I, I thought that I was worried that it might be a little explicit for uh, our content. Um, the full frontal nudity on my part was probably. I think it was appropriate, right? It yeah, was tasteful. Yeah, yeah, tasteful. Salty Taste- tasteful. Yeah, that's a word for it. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> saltily tasteful uh. anyway uh <laughs> so so last last session we had uh the denouement of book two following the end of blood veil vale. um but that takes place with an amount of research over a course of days right yes, yes. actually it takes it takes over the course of a month and there were a few time sensitive things mm. that we wanted to do so we're going to mm. rewind the clock you know everything we talked about how blood veil is cured and all that we're going to rewind it back in here we did still level up and have all of our nice stuff though you so. leveled up and got all your nice stuff so at the you end should of the book. still listen to that because it's yes. still, still applies um yeah and uh, so i think we're we're now at like a week after so you've gotten your gift cards and you've gotten all that stuff yeah right we're coming up um, on one month Yes. Since uh, Blood Veil was, uh, started becoming a thing. Uh, it's not quite cured yet. Yes. Uh, it's a couple um, weeks out Ophelia from Ophelia has been working on it, but we're going to be emerging from this time skip on uh, Desnes the 17th, I believe. Yeah. At which point, uh, I think Damien uh, would bring to everyone's attention a thing that we still haven't done anything about. It's today. What? What's today? Uh, you know, where the, today's the day where we discover if... Anybody is a a weir rat? Oh shit! That's today. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, uh, Ophelia. Ophelia, get out here. Uh, Yinia comes out uh, when they hear uh, Lenore calling, and everybody uh, gets to sit around the table. So uh, the full moon is coming up. We still haven't figured out which of us has lycanthropy. I guess. Although technically it's not lycanthropy because that's well. But anyway, we know I never got bit, but the three of you did get bit. And we don't have a level 12 cleric to cast remove curse on any of us. So we kind of just have to um, deal with it for now, I guess. Um, So anyway, I asked uh, one of the local artisans. They've all been looking to do us favors. I asked them if they if if we could get some kennels. Um, I told them a story about us getting uh, some really rambunctious dogs, but I don't know if they believed me. Let me just roll bluff check. Uh, I they gave me kind of a funny look. I thought I did an okay job of lying, but um, yeah. Um, but those uh, those are outside, and I kind of need help bringing them in. <laughs> um, so we'll get uh, we'll bring in three kettles. Uh, so you get these from Brave Johnson, yes? Yes, we get these from Brave Johnson, um, uh, the the werewolf hunter, who uh, I believe will will uh, upon upon you guys going to him, will be like, 
Ah, you trapping some werewolves? Uh, no, we're actually, uh, we're getting some really rambunctious dogs. My, I remember when I trapped my first werewolf. Uh. It was, a uh, it was a woman named Susan. Okay. I lured her in there with a promise of marriage. This seems ethically suspect, sir. And then, and then once she was in, I slammed the door shut. Yeah, this is, um, let me, uh. Well, she didn't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's fantastic. Don't ever ask Brave Johnson for dating advice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, we go to we go to Brave Johnson. We get our uh, werewolf strength kennels. Uh, now I do believe. Uh, let me let me check how much one of those would cost. Price varies. Thanks. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Cage for a smaller medium creature is fifteen gold. Okay. So, uh, mark down 45 gold. Can I get a masterwork cage? Are you saying that the rest of my cages aren't worth much? Uh, n um... How about I sell you this cage for 100 gold? Actually, I'm fine. I think that it was a, it was just a hypothetical question. I was just wondering what a masterwork cage would even be like. But you know what? The answer is clearly right here in front of me. Um, do you have locks? Uh, I mean, you could put any lock you want on one of these things. You have, like, really strong locks, like if, uh, say, a really rambunctious dog keeps trying to break out of its I mean, kennel. like a werewolf? Like a werewolf? Look, if, you don't have to hide the, if, you're, if you're hunting werewolves from me. Uh, I've hunted a few werewolves in my day. There's uh, one named Arthur. Lured him uh, in I have, with the promise I have, of marriage. I, have, <laughs> I lured him in with the promise of marriage. <laughs> Then I slam the door shut. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm noticing a similarity in all these stories. Look, if you got a strategy that works, why would you change it? <laughs> Good luck. All right. Uh, so we have uh, we have we have available for your for your choosing simple locks DC twenty. Average locks, I think DC 25. Let me check this. You have any DC 30 locks? We have a good lock right here. This is a good lock. Is that a DC 30? Yep. All it's right. DC 30 lock. DC 30 uh, lock. Uh, that'd be 80 gold a piece. All right. 240 plus 45. So that's 285 gold. Yep. Uh, we will, I will happily pay that for. Uh, Remember, no refunds. If your werewolf uh, breaks out of the cage and kills you in your sleep, not my fault. I mean, I imagine at that point I won't be able to come back and ask you for a refund anyway. I mean, you don't know. Resurrection magic exists. There. Um. I don't need a resurrected. I don't need a resurrected feller coming in and telling me, "Hey, I got killed, and I and now it's your fault." <laughs> I recommend not trapping werewolves. Uh. But if you do. The best bait is the promise of marriage. <laughs> all, all three of uh, the other party members look at Damien and then just back up one step. <laughs> and Damien's like, hey, I'm not interested in marrying any of you anyway. <laughs> Goodness. Goodness. Um, all right. And so you take these home to Lenore... 
to Lenora's house. Yeah. And I guess you guys set up your your beds and things in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damien lays lays three bedrolls in the in the three can in the three cages. Toss your backpacks in and go like, okay, use this as a pillow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get get a food bowl and a water bowl. Oh my goodness <laughs> sake! The food bowls have some like dry cereal in them. <laughs> dry cereal. Damien, these cornflakes are gonna go stale. I, I know, I know, but it's just for tonight. What if I knock the water bowl over in my sleep? I mean, look, we can get like the water bottles with that, like the, the little ball that you like lick and the water comes out. Oh my God, stop talking. What? <laughs> The uh, ball like, that you lick and the water comes out? Like, um, um, like, like little hamsters and stuff have. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like a ballpoint pen. Have you never. <laughs> what is a ballpoint pen? <laughs> anyway. The pressure of the fluid keeps any, the ball. Any, any, anyway, good lord. <laughs> All right. Um, so. So. Falls. Um, Damien, uh, is going to, as, as well as he can, uh, stay awake all night. Um, could I have gotten like a scroll of keep watch or something? Um, sure. I don't have, it. I don't have the UMD for this. Actually, let me see if keep watch is on the Megas list. I don't think so. Uh, oh, okay. It's a, it's a touch spell. It's actually, um, not on any of my, <laughs> not on any, anyone's spell list. Is it a first level spell? It is a first level spell. And what is it? It's just, you cast it and you sleep it for, sleep for the day? Uh, you cast it and um, you uh, you can uh, stay awake all night without being uh, fatigued or exhausted okay. the next day. Um, um, uh, so it's touched. So somebody could just cast it on you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it would be uh, ten gold then. Uh, okay. Yeah. Damien is awake, like he just had. Continuing uh, to copy scrolls over into mm-hmm. his or spells over into his spellbook from Rolf Lamb's spellbook. Jeez. You know, it would be better if these extremely explicit drawings were not so technically exquisite because it makes... I don't want to appreciate the artistry when I'm looking at Ergothoan texts. I don't want to. But, Stop it. But Ergothoans appreciate the artistry. <laughs> A lot. Oh, look at look at all those wrinkles in the intestines. Anyway, so um, you are doing that, uh, copying over a spell. Uh, you're actually probably quite distracted by um, uh, a particular description of how uh, uh, Rolf is going to use his blood veil plague zombies to impress Andason so much that uh, she will let him sleep with her. Uh, I, I can't not have sex with him. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, hey, are, are any of you feeling weird yet? Do any and, uh, of you want cheese? Uh, you are you feeling an especial uh, desire to wiggle your nose? Um, uh, all three of you make will saves. Okay. Do any of you have tails yet? <laughs> okay. Oh no. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, all right. Unia got a seventeen. Lenore got an eight. And Ophelia got a natural 20 for a total of 27. Ophelia is out like a light. She is asleep. 
Uh, and then, uh, what did Lenore get? Uh, Lenore got an eight. Okay, what did Unia get? Uh, 17. So, uh, Unia and Ophelia have both fallen asleep, and Lenore is just, like, tossing and turning. Uh, so small. You're in a cage. You are literally in a cage. I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. What's that? Nothing, everything's fine. I'm not, I'm not feeling like I want cheese. (laughs) Okay. And a few hours pass. Uh, Lenore, you can go ahead and roll another well save. Alright. Oh no! Oh no. Uh, six? Yeah, you're, you're now starting to get fatigued. Uh, you really can't sleep. Uh, it's now getting to be about like 10pm. You haven't slept at all. And you're, you just can't get comfortable at all. Damien, could we have gotten cages that were like six inches longer or wider or both just just these were rated for medium creatures you're a medium creature i'm a medium person damien actually the creature the creature size distinctions are a measurement of the world that is independent of who is shut up actually uh, um actually even oozes can count as medium creatures why couldn't i why couldn't i have gotten an affliction that turns me into an ooze all right uh and now you may make another will save Oh, okay. A 20. Okay. Finally. What does Lenore think about to finally help her get to sleep? Uh, Lenore um, starts singing to herself some songs that uh, she and Edgar used to sing while they were um, while they were working on um, stuff in the smithy. You know, just things mm. that help you keep the uh, keep the pace going when you're hammering hot metal mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. And the rhythm of it and the repetitiveness of it. Uh, well, sort of you can tell by the way I use my <laughs> walk. Come on, let's no, no time, time to talk. <laughs> um, and uh, that along with uh, a memory she can't quite place of a house with wind chimes in the doorway. Ooh. Uh, and just, purr, just imagining the sound of wind chimes, you mm. are lulled off to sleep. <laughs> Damien. All of them have fallen asleep. And you are still there, still copying stuff over in your book. Do any of them appear to be rat-like? Nope. Not right now. It's getting about midnight. Man, I'm going to be really embarrassed if it turns out none of them are actually infected with uh, We're Rat uh, curse. Okay. Um, this is going to be... You know what? Maybe if none of them are actually where rats, I'll spend three nights sleeping in the cage just so that I get it back to me, what I've done to them. So, there is uh, there is a gentle breeze rolling in through a semi-open window. See the curtains flutter and the wind just gently wafting. Gently wafting. Gently wafting curtains. Uh, <laughs> and you see... Some moonlight filter in, shining across the ground. You watch as this beam of moonlight over a few hours slowly starts moving over. And then... (laughs) Brain's rolling. You... Uh, give me a perception check. Okay, okay. Um... (laughs) Come on, Damien! Come on, sweetheart! Oh, oh no. No. Uh, 16? 
You you just look at the cages. You're like, everything seems fine. Mm-hmm. Mm, still, bed rolls in there. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, oh no, you hear <gasps> glass breaking. What? Somewhere. What? Yeah. Oh no. Uh, uh, I want to go follow the sound of the breaking glass. You find uh one of the you find that down the hall a window has broken, and you see a shape. Disappearing into the what? night. Come back. You uh, go back. Uh, yeah, it was. Ophelia's cage <gasps> is open. What? I, I used the good locks. Ophelia. Did she still have her thieves' tools? Ophelia. God damn it. During the night, you dream of cheese. <laughs> you dream of moonlight, and you think, I bet, I bet the moon is made of cheese. I should go out there, get a piece of cheese. I need cheese. <laughs> no, no, you, you do feel a hunger growing in you. Uh-oh. And you feel the need to go out and sate this hunger. Uh, you dream of running, scurrying through the sewers, finding a little morsel some small animal that you can just get a good bite of, put on a little stick, roast it, but you're too hungry and you just eat and eat. It's a pigeon. It's a pigeon. Uh, and you wake up, the sunlight shining down on you. There's a group of kids that have a stick, then they're poking you. This isn't where I fall asleep. There are feathers on your chest. And blood around your mouth. Oh, oh gross. And, uh, you are not wearing any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Shroud, run away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, as you start to wake up, the kids go, Oh, I think she's waking up. Poke her with the stick again. Oh, ouch, stop it. I've never seen a naked lady before. What? I'm not naked. Oh my god. <laughs> Swift action, shadow shroud, uh, run away. And for that group, <laughs> and for that group of preteens, that was a defining moment in their lives. <laughs> so, uh, Damien, uh, is sitting, uh, as, as Lenore and you have, you have a set of masterwork that you've stole. <laughs> <laughs> And no clothes. <laughs> Wait, where did my clothes go? I have very expensive armor. You didn't sleep in your armor, right? No, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, your clothes tore off in the transformation. Oh, no. As, as all lycanthropes do. my favorite pajamas. So, meanwhile, Damien, uh, Damien, you've been up all night. Uh, there's no sign of where Ophelia went. Uh, Lenore and Unia wake up with really fantastic, incredible cricks in their neck. And they they both they wake up um, to see Damien absolutely beside himself with worry. Ugh. Ow, frick! Oh, jeez. What's? Uh, good morning, I guess. Damien's just sitting there. What? What is it? Um. So I have some good news. Uh, the good news is that you, Lenore, and you, Unia, uh, neither of you are werats. Um, congratulations. And what's the bad news? Does it have to do with Ophelia? 
Yes, um, well, Ophelia is a, uh, uh, a misanthrope. <laughs> yeah, someone who thinks lowly of other people. Someone who believes that, uh, you should be able to see all the people on the stage. <laughs> Sorry. Cinematography me joke there. Yeah. No, no, a me, me centric, like a, like a rat, rat. Me's on throat. <laughs> like a, like a rat person. Like a, like a weird rat. She's a weird rat. Why didn't you just say that? Look, I'm just trying to get a little bit of psychological distance from the very real reality that one of my friends turned into where we're at and broke out of the house and has killed. I don't know what over the night. I don't even know where she is. No. Well, let us out. We can look for her. Um. Right. Uh, and you may now pick uh, one of uh, one of the following things that I'm posting in chat for you. Uh, I'm posting this in, in our little group chat where we share like pictures of things. You get to pick one of these. Ooh. As your manifestation. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You will be at manifestation level one. Okay. As you've. Well. So uh, I can either get low light vision or the ability to switch forms. Ophelia already has low light vision, so I will take uh, the ability to shift forms. Or or uh, lycanthrope empathy. Oh, or lycanthrope em empathy. It's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, pretty situational. It's pretty situational. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, hold on. Let me talk to the rats. Squeak, 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 squeak. Um. Amazing. Don't do that to Ophelia. She's gonna find it offensive. <laughs> Amazing. Um. Yeah, I will. I will pick the ability to shift forms. Okay. Uh, so, uh, which gives you the ability to shift into a feral form, which gives you a a bite attack. Um, uh, oh, if I'm struck by a confirmed critical hit and I'm not in my shifted form, I must attempt a will save or uh, automatically shift form on my next turn. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know that that uh, Ophelia would necessarily be aware of the full round action ability. No. Uh, um, but you you are aware that you have woken up yeah. on the night that you are all worried about turning into lycanthropes. You woke up. Uh, she woke up naked, covered in feathers, yes. on a street corner. Yeah. Damien should never have left me with these thieves tools. <laughs> <laughs> well, we put your backpacks in your in your crates. Yeah. In case you needed to get anything out. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Makes sense. We usually do that when we have tents. <laughs> After some uh, shadow shroud hidden, and like, uh, rummaging, and like, rummaging through garbage, uh, Ophelia has found a blanket. Yes. Some sort of nasty moth-eaten dirt-covered yeah, blanket. Uh, maybe like a piece of tarp, or like a, or like a, yeah, like a rain tarp that was all, that was yeah. hanging over an awning somewhere. Yeah, she just reached up and tore it off. Yeah. Um, and uh, as as the as the party as the rest of the party are fretting, uh, and and getting their gear on and stuff like that to go look for Ophelia, they hear a, a knock at the door, mm -hmm. and uh, Lenora goes and looks through the uh, the peephole, and it's the uh, lady who runs the market downstairs. Hey, uh, what's up? Um, well, uh, it's, uh, it's nice to see you, Lenora. Good morning. Um, there's a naked lady downstairs. Well, she's wearing a tarp, but she's naked and dirty, and she's asking for you. I don't... She looks kind of like one of your friends, but... I don't... She's in quite a, quite a state. Very um, dirty. She's very dirty. And bloody. Bloody? Some feathers? Uh, here, uh, okay, um, that's our friend, she's had a rough night, um, we'll go down and get her. <laughs> and we will, we will bring Ophelia upstairs. Ophelia is crying. Oh, uh, It was so 
I killed a pigeon. You I cough up, you cough up a, 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 a pigeon claw. I like pigeons. <laughs> and the, and a bunch of little kids found me, and my head hurts so much. I'm sorry I broke out. I I wouldn't have broken out if I had had any control over myself. I'm sorry, Damien. I mean, it's it's okay. Um, we'll just we'll have to make sure you don't have your thieves tools on you. We still have two cages. It looks like Lenore and Uni are fine, so um, we'll all be able to watch you and take care of you now. Oh, thank you. And as soon as we get a level 12 cleric, that will probably be me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, statistically speaking, it'll probably be them. Um, <laughs> Good lord. Uh, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, or, or, you know, we could, we could go elsewhere. We could go to, like, Magnamar or something. Well, we could find somebody to, We could arrange uh, a meeting with the leader of the Church of Abadar here. Oh! Yeah. We could, we could arrange a meeting with the leader of the Church of Abadar. Y you know, uh, if you want, we could, we could get the curse removed. Um, you know, I, um, there's, you've already done so much for me. I just bought this really expensive armor, and it's just, it's, um, it's just a lot. Just give me like a little bit, okay? Uh, okay. Um, I mean, um, we should still probably go to a cleric and make sure that you didn't like contract rabies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good call. Yeah, how about you go shower first? <laughs> right, yes. Um, okay. Amazing. <laughs> Bathe. I don't know that you guys would have a shower. <laughs> bathe, yeah. Go, uh, go, go bathe. Um, I saved you some hot water, I think. <laughs> uh, Amazing. Okay, I mean, look, sometimes you just have to, you just have to sit Otia, in the hot water Otia, and cry. Otia comes bounding into the room, feet skidding across the floor as it does so, <laughs> and it goes to, it goes to lick the blood off your face, like, oh, oh no. oh, and, and licks the garbage off of you. Thank you. Now I'm covering an Otiug spit. <laughs> yep. So yeah, Otiug loves loves how stinky you are. Hi, Portobello. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, Silver Lining. I'm the Otiug's new best friend. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So Ophelia is now a, a were a were rat. A were rat. Were rat. Were rat. Um, I think. Uh. Can we just go and like ask? Uh, so what what do we know about curing uh, lycanthropy? Yeah. So removing lycanthropy requires you to slay the source of your corruption. Congratulations, you already did that. Okay. And at the height of the full moon, consume one dose of belladonna uh, per two manifestations you have. Okay. And then have remove curse cast on you by a cleric of twelfth level. So we don't have any belladonna. Yeah. Can we go around and ask? <laughs> you could get it from uh, Brave Johnson. I believe we talked about this. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Brave Johnson has Belladonna. Uh, he has Belladonna for the hunting of werewolves. Yes. Uh, and... So Damien is writing all this stuff down on a list. Yeah, you can get it for two gold for a dose. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we can go to then pick this up. And uh, Ophelia comes out of the, the bathroom. She is dressed. Uh, she is clean. And she, she says, you know, actually, this might be useful. If I can find a way to control it, you know? What? I mean, like, you know, I, uh, what, do you, what do you mean? This could be helpful. Well, I mean, remember when we fought the were-rats? 
down in their uh, sewer, and like they could turn into little rats and go places. Um, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could like find things out, and like if I learn to control it, I mean, um, maybe it could be helpful. Are you saying that you don't want to stop being a weir rat? Well, I mean, what I'm saying is we could at least wait like a month, right? <laughs> like. I, I don't like waking up in the middle of nowhere with pigeon feathers in my mouth, but maybe if I can turn into, like, a little rat or something, I could do something like sneak into the Hospice of the Blessed Maiden and find out what they're doing, rather than spending a bunch of time arguing with Nurse Torthus and then getting caught and uh, having to kill a bunch of people. Okay. We've already established that uh, that that wall in your wear at farm. You are very sneaky. I mean, I did sneak out really well last night. Yeah, you you did. Get twenty seven on your stealth check. Goodness sake, I did sneak out really well last night. Okay, but I've been doing. I've been checking our notes, and it looks like we really need to make sure that you don't get worse. Like you're killing pigeons right now. I don't know what you're gonna kill next. But we know werewolves kill people, and if you start killing people, we are gonna have to like, like I don't want to. I don't want it to get to that point. I don't want it to get to that point. Okay. Mm. Um. So maybe we do a better job of locking me up at night. Um. I mean, it's not like <sighs> the Bank of Abadar is, and everybody are still really busy right now helping everybody with Blood Veil. We don't want to go there and have you get blood veil. Are you really feeling okay? Yeah, I, I'm feeling okay. You know, I'm a little shaken, but maybe this could be helpful. I mean, nobody's expecting me to be a were-rat, least of all me. <laughs> so maybe we could, you know, I, I mean, e even if I do hate it a lot, we can, we can still cure me next month, right? <laughs> yeah, I I think so. Well, we have two more nights. If we're able to keep you in both of those nights and you don't break out and you don't go killing any more birds or I don't know, uh skunks or anything like that, then we can think about it. If you're really excited about new powers by turning into a rat at the full moon. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily excited, but I'm kind of curious, you know? Uh, I don't really, I don't really know. Maybe it's just because it's happening to me. Um, you want cheese? No! <laughs> um. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep an eye on you until we can definitively say the moon isn't full anymore. And uh, we'll see if we can have the stay under control. Okay. And so uh, another night goes by uh, with Ophelia in a cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Ophelia, Ophelia, you do feel this this hunger uh, growing within you. Ophelia looks up at Damien, who's keeping watch, and she goes, squeak, squeak. No, stop it! <laughs> Amazing. I love her. Uh, but yeah, she manages to keep it under control for mm, this week. Okay. Um, and the next night she also keeps it under control. Um, so you will be called into uh, the office 
uh, to talk to Cressida. Oh, uh, sorry, I have a question. Do I also get the ability score changes? So, so yeah, you do have uh, you do have a few bonuses to your stats based on being a lycanthrope. This is pretty interesting, actually. Uh, uh, so it doesn't really in- impact my diplomacy and stuff because most of that is uh, skill ranks and bonuses from being a vigilante. Um, yeah. And uh, now I guess my perception's a little better. Uh, Ophelia now has a wisdom of 10 and a charisma of 14. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, uh, I have, a, I have a, a condition that I have put here called wear rat. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then there's more stuff that happens if you're in a hybrid form. Yes. Uh, uh, so you are now a wear rat. Ophelia is uh, now a wear rat. Uh, and neither Union nor Lenore is, um, but uh, Ophelia has the worst uh, fortitude saves of the three of them. Okay. So that, now, yeah, <laughs> it uh, happens. So additionally, for things that go on this month, fairly early in the month, probably about when uh, Lenore is wanting to go and rescue Kester, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you will be called into Citadel Volshynik. All right. Uh, and brought to uh, Cressida Croft. Mm-hmm. And she will go. Uh, so I'm, I'm thankful that you all could come by. Uh, I understand that now with uh, the Temple of Ergothoa out of the way and Siren's Cure being circulated, you had other concerns that you wanted to turn your attention to. Yes, we are interested in rescuing Kesta from the Order yes. of the Pyre. I, I hope you understand it's not quite so simple taking somebody from Citadel Vraid as it is rescuing plague victims from uh, uh, the cult of Ergothoa. Yes. There is a diplomatic element to be considered. The Order of the Nail are frequently used to augment the strength of the Corvosan Guard, and if we aren't able to call on them, it could be disastrous for the region if we were attacked by some other nation, perhaps if the orcs of Belkzen decided that they wanted to attack us, or if Nadal, Citadel Vraid is one of our first bulwarks against invasion by Nadal if they were to decide that they didn't want to maintain diplomatic ties to us. So you understand, I, I would appreciate it if you don't just charge in attacking. Now... Field Marshal Croft? Yes. Are you asking us to be... Stealthy. I'm saying I'm working on something. Oh. Give me a little time and I think I might have a solution for you. How long are we to wait? I'll have it by the end of the month. I worry. I do not know what the Order of the Pyre is doing to Kester. I... I will tell you. Exactly what they are probably doing to Kester. When Hell Knights sees underage people, there are regulations on how they must be treated. Hell Knights, being a lawful organization, adhere to these with the utter strictness. And she pulls out a book. You may peruse this at your leisure. This has all of the standards for the care and education of children that must be followed by any Hell Knight bastion with adolescent inhabitants. Unia takes the book. I believe you and I have very different definitions of leisure. 
You may peruse it at your leisure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and and opening the book, you will you will read through this very strict kind of militaristic regimen that kids are put on of like this is when this is when you must be in your beds. This is when you must go to sleep. You will have three meals a day. These this is the times that they will be, and then they have classes uh, that they that are usually determined by um, by uh, a member of the signifiers uh, or uh, a paralictor, uh, which are like which are like some of the sub commanders of the fortress. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a highly regimented uh, ordeal. Uh, there are, there are details in here about the punishment of misbehaving children, corporal punishment being reserved for uh, dangerous, uh, like like activities that would be considered dangerous by their supervisors. Oh, Kesta, keep your head down. She will say, I know it's not easy, but if you were to go into Citadel Vraid uninvited, you would not survive. There are hundreds of Hell Knights in that fortress. We need a way to get you in and out quietly or you won't be coming out at all unia looks extremely unhappy about this lenore sort of reaches out uh and uh takes their shoulder uh comfortingly well hold on right now there isn't anything we can do so we'll wait i'm asking you to trust me as i trust you you've been a valuable ally to us and I do trust you. I'm not happy about it, but I will wait. Later that night, you're returning to your home. Uh, and... Speak, uh, speak. Give me, you no, really g- need to stop that. <laughs> give me a perception check. <laughs> fuck, fuck, perception rocks. Okay. Uh, Ophelia got a 24. Unia got a got an eighteen. Damien got ooh, Damien's got a big perception. Uh, Damien got a, a twenty-one, and okay. uh, Lenore got a sixteen. So uh, twenty-four with two aids, uh, twenty-eight. Twenty-eight with a twenty-eight, you will gather. You you will notice that when you open the door, it's unlocked. Yo, you put your key in the lock of your door. What? What's going on? Okay. Uh, Get out your weapons. Hello? You enter the room again. Portobello? It's very quiet. Shit. Come on. Uh, The party will file into the room, ready for combat. (laughs) And, uh, like, looking around, you don't really see anything until, um, I believe, uh, Majenko pokes his head out of the satchel. Mm-hmm. goes, Damien, look out behind you! And Damien, suddenly there is a knife to your throat, <gasps> uh, and, uh, you don't see anything as you, as you just hear whispered in your ear, this is why you can't charge into the Citadel. And you just feel something let you go and push you off, and then suddenly... Uh, appearing, uh, you just see Commandant Marcus Endrin standing there. Oh my gods, don't do that to me! Okay. See, 
you think you're all ready to go into an enemy fortress and make your way through it and just b break everything along your path, you'd already be dead if I wanted you to be. You're the hippogriff guy. Ah, uh, Commandant Marcus Endrin, leader of the Sable Company. Gods! Don't! I'll be right back. I need to change my pants. <laughs> I'm here at the request of Cressida Croft. Do you... Are you not familiar with the general uh, manners of knocking and saying hello? My job is to make sure that you're ready, and I can't make sure you're ready if, if I don't know that you're going to be looking over your shoulder every moment for someone trying to kill you. Great. So, I mean, if you'd have managed to kill Damien, then what? I wasn't we going to kill anybody. I needed to prove to you that you're not ready. But then the three of us would have killed you. No, you wouldn't have. I, as tempted as I am to ask you to let me test that. I've been defending the city for the past 20 years. I don't think a group of uh, up-and-coming adventurers are going to do something about that. Okay, you've made your point. Why are you here? If you're going to go into Citadel Vraid and get out alive, you're going to need a strategy. I'm here to help you with that strategy. You see... I have political connections to Citadel Vraid, and I'm also responsible for all of the <clears throat> secret missions undertaken by the Sable Company in the surrounding area. We're willing to help you. Oh, are you here to help us do spy stuff? Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. <gasps> we're, we're Let's not to, kill him. We're willing to help you, but I hate to tell you, one child getting out of Citadel Vraid is not necessarily worth our investment. No, what we need is information. If you're going to get into Citadel Vraid, I'd like you to get something out. As you no doubt are aware, the Order of the Nail recently withdrew all their forces from Corvosa. With the political climate being what it is, this is concerning. We rely on the support of the Order of the Nail and them withdrawing suddenly collectively. It says that they know something. Maybe something that we don't know. And I don't like it when Lictor DeVry knows something that I don't and doesn't tell me. You could have ended your sentence at, I don't like when Lictor DeVry will help you. Hmm. So, if you're going into this place, first you need a way in. Cressida's working on that. Then, you need a way out. Hopefully, Cressida's way will get you out as well. But one of the things that you need to be aware of when going into hostile territory, always have a backup plan or two. So, Cressida has a, has a means that you can get in and out. But if, you, but if that fails, how are you getting out of there? Uh, probably something that ends with a lot of dead hell knights. As uh, something to the tune of 457 Hell Knights? I mean, I've got all day. Hmm. But you have, you have all day and whatever strength you have. They have the strength of 457 Hell Knights. Fair. You get out of a combat with 20 of them. When was the last time you took on 20 people at a time? Um, I don't think we've ever done that. Damien exactly. says, coming back, he has uh, a different pair of pants on. <laughs> yes. So you take on 20 of them. You, you, you slay them to the last. You're real damn heroes, aren't you? And then 20 more show up. 
and then another. Yeah, that can happen um, uh, 27 times plus. Um, look at it. Look at the big brain on Damien. No, you need, that, it's kind of my job to be the person with the big a, <laughs> You need a fast way out. Something that can get you past the guards. You feel, gonna, you feel the roof shake. <laughs> I have a fast way. Uh, Commander Endrin? Yes. Is there a hippogriff on my roof? There might be. <laughs> Peering upside down uh, into the window. <laughs> this black feathered hippogriff. It just lets out a... Hi there. It's very loud. It shakes your floors. Ow. <laughs> now, I will tell you, it's a bit ostentatious. We'd rather not have an entire wing of Sable Company Marines flying you out of the fortress. So we're going to call this Plan C. Um... So, presumably, plan A is Cressida's way. What does that make plan B? I don't know. That's up to you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Lenore. Fighting all of the Hell Knights is out. As satisfying as that would be, um, it's there's too many. I'm sorry. I've, I, I've run the numbers already. You know, um, I had a lot of time when I was waiting for all of you to... Um, Damien remembers that Marcus Endrin is here and uh, falters uh, in his sentence. Uh, when you were when I when we were waiting for you to um uh, uh, fall asleep, uh, I was and yeah. Make a bluff check. <laughs> uh, he's, he is, uh, um, that's a fifteen. What were you waiting for? Uh, y you know, um. Nighttime activities. Illegal activities? No. Is that technically a lie? Uh, I don't know if there's... Is being a werewolf illegal? Yes. Well, Damien is strongly of the belief that um, people shouldn't be illegal because of some uh, some intrinsic property about them. But you know that it's... You know that, that, um, that lycanthropy is uh, uh. seen as a monstrous condition. <laughs> uh. And that it's illegal to be a werewolf... Or be a lycanthrope in the city. Uh, um, Damien clearly, uh, floundering. Siren's gonna, uh, You know what? You all have done a- you all have done a, a good bit of good for this city. I'm not gonna report you for anything. As long as you keep helping the city. <laughs> Listen, if I had to report every single one of my agents who got their hands dirty on the job, we wouldn't have any more marines, would we? The implications of this, uh, are... Uh, potentially troubling, but I appreciate your <laughs> leniency, sir. Listen, listen, the things that the Sable Company has done to keep you safe in your bed, you wouldn't be able to sleep in it if you knew what they'd done, which kind of defeats the purpose, I think. Maybe we stop talking about this part for now. Point is, as long as you get things done, we're not going to have a problem. Okay. And protect the city, that too. Okay. Get now, things done, protect the city. Got it. Now. So you have a way in. Potentially. Yeah. Let me let me key you in on it. Cressida Croft is working on an alibi for you. You will be posing as, as Hell Knights of the Order of the God Claw. It's one of the more respectable Hell Knight orders. Oh yeah, we uh we met a guy. Um 
What was his name? Jubilos? No, uh, Jeremiah Pumpkin? I don't know who that is. Oh, <laughs> all right. I thought all you cops knew each other. There's a lot of Hell Knights out there. Uh, <laughs> you will be, you will be, you will be entering the Citadel under under the alibi of being representatives from the Order of the God Call, investigating the retreat from the city of Corvosa. This will make getting the information that we need all the all the more easy. But it will mean that you are going to be watched. Now, anyone would be watched. And if you knew the strings that Cressida had to pull to get you in here this way, we wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I get it. Actually, they were pretty. They were pretty easy. She blackmailed that guy that you got blackmail material. Oh on. right, yeah, that tool. And it turns out that you know he has connections in Isgur, being a Chelish colony, and Isgur is home to the Order of the God Claws Bastion. So she basically had him order a few. Well, you'll see. A way in. Okay. Um. But how are we gonna get out? You'll be getting in through a teleportation circle in the Temple of Asmodeus. And hopefully, that's exactly how you're going to get out as well. Uh, Unia has been rummaging through the party loot, uh, the, the, the haversack. I believe yes. I have an alternative for if we cannot use the teleportation circle. And Unia will hold up the scroll of teleport that we got. Hey, there you go. I believe Damien can cast this. Oh, I mean, um, I mean, I probably could, but uh, you don't want to rely on me to uh, get us out. Uh, that's why it's on plan B. Okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, teleport would be, um, would be, so it's a fifth level mega spell. Uh-huh. Meaning that in order to, uh, in order to use it, you would need to roll high enough to emulate uh, a magus of caster level capable of casting fifth level spells yes uh this is I, this is also one of those places where the rules uh aren't entirely clear technically uh by rules as written you just need to roll above the caster level of the scroll which would be ninth level because it was made by a wizard but uh. Uh, i'm of the opinion that if your class grants you the ability you need to roll the level required for your class to use mm. it what um, is that level 13 that would be 13 okay so you need uh uh, you need, need a, a five or higher. A five or higher in order to get it. So, you know, it's probably going to work. Yeah, uh, I just don't do very well under pressure. <laughs> well, you're going to have to get used to working under pressure. Because that's what you're going to be under. Pressure. Pushing down on me. Pressing down on you. No, I'll be fine. I'll be back here. <laughs> Table Company headquarters, under sipping a Mai Tai. <laughs> now... If you need if you need extraction, I'm going to I'm going to have a status effect up on both of you. That'll help us to know exactly how you're doing. Status? That like that work? Actually, let me give you a rundown of the defenses that you're looking at here. Alright. And he pulls out a map and he <laughs> clears everything off your coffee table hey, in one cell stroke. Don't don't just uh... Lenora's gonna set the shards of the broken plate over on the uh, on the breakfast bar, and Uni is gonna start casting men on them. <laughs> Let's talk about how to get in get in and out of Citadel Vraid. Citadel Vraid is divided into three bastions: Bastion Dominus, Bastion Tyrannus, and Bastion Ferox. Now, in order to get down and into the place where they are likely keeping the kid, 
The prisoners of, of the Order of the Nail are held in Bastion Ferox, or underneath. So you're going to be need you're going to need to get to the last place on the list. They're going to be expecting people from the Order of the God Claw, but you're going to have to act the part. And so we're going to have a montage sequence between now and then, in which I teach you how to act like you're from the Order of the God Club. Entering, entering into Citadel Vraid is a, is a grueling task on its own. Uh, through, it involves a several day journey through the Mindspin Mountains up to the main gate, which involves a very steep stone staircase cutting through the mountains. And it's constantly patrolled. So, that way is pretty much out. What we are hoping to do is teleport you directly into the Lictor's Keep. Here. And he points to the center of the northernmost structure uh, of uh, Citadel Vraid. There is a teleportation circle in, in Bastion Dominus that allows access for visiting Hell Knights or rapid deployment into the Temple of Asmodeus here in the city. Now... With the proper authorization, you can use that teleportation circle to get into the Citadel, but they will be expecting you. From there, you're going to need to find- you're going to need to find the hives. The hives are where they keep all of the prisoners, slaves, and <clears throat> unwilling guests. Okay. They're held down here. He points to the southernmost of the three bastions, in Bastion Ferox. Now getting there is going to be difficult. You're going to need to have to find some way to either get off on your own, or get some kind of tour. And if, if we can get, if we can talk to them about investigating why the entire Order of the Nail retracted from the city? Well, that's what, that's the information that I'd like to get, and then, and luckily, that's your cover as well. The Hell Knight Orders are not necessarily all on good terms, and the Order of the Nail and the Order of the Godclaw don't tend to get along all that well on the best of days. But it's the best shot we have. You go in there as Order of the God Claw, they might, they might sneer at you a little bit, but they're probably not going to kill you. Your job will be to leverage what goodwill you can get to try to get down into Bastion Ferox. And once we're in Bastion Ferox... Well, you find the kid. Find the kid. We get out the kid. Like, we, um... We grab the kid, and then, um, we can't get back to the teleportation circle in Bastion Dominus very easily after that. Yeah. You'll need a way to hide the kid. Unfortunately, that's gonna be difficult. I do have invisibility. Well, that'll be good for, what, eight minutes for you? Yeah. So, from there you'll have eight minutes to get back to Bastion Tyrannus. Or, sorry, you'll have eight minutes to get back to Bastion Dominus and through the teleportation circle. But you can't get the kid through the teleportation circle. Oh. See, he won't be wearing Hell Knight plate. It'll reject him right away. Hmm. If we were carrying him? Like, in our arms? Uh, or like know, in a... That depends on how much you can lift. The teleportation circle will affect you an amount, an, an, an amount of weight equal to what you can carry. Lenore uh, flexes a little bit. Um, there think... is still the issue of him being a separate creature. Mm. Which means the teleportation circle won't recognize him. What if you were knocked out? If you were knocked out, the teleportation circle might recognize him as a prisoner. And then you could transport him. Well, that's unpleasant. Uh, do, you, do you have access to any extra-dimensional storage that you might be able to use? 
wait, like a, like a haversack? I don't know that a kid would fit in a haversack. I mean, is he small? He's a small kid. Pretty small. Well, then maybe, but you can't have anything else in it. Uh, well, that's that's tough because we need to bring all of our stuff because I can't do a dang thing in freaking heavy armor. Hmm. But I mean, do you have? You wouldn't happen to have just like a nice bag of holding sitting around, would you? Well, I don't happen to have one free, but we'll see what we can do. I mean, yeah, we can give it back after. Okay. In, schmooze a little bit with Lictor Devry, or one of the Paralictors. Try to find out why they pulled it out of Corvosa. Now, if things go south, he, hold, he holds out a scroll and he hands it off to, who's, who here is the best shot with a longbow? That'd be me. Take this. Alright. Uh, and uh, unfurling it and having somebody identify it, you will gather that this is a scroll of named bullet. Ooh. Ooh. This will, this will get you out of immediate trouble with one person. If it seems like things are going south, I suggest you get real acquainted with the name of whoever is going to stand in your way. All right. Now, what this what this does, you use this on one piece of ammunition. It can be an arrow, a thrown weapon, anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, imbues the target with a with deadly accuracy against a selected creature type, uh, or subtype for humanoids and outsiders, or a specific creature you know and can name. When used against the selected creature, the ammunition never misfires and is unaffected by concealment, but not total concealment. And at a range of 30 feet or less, the targets, uh, the attack targets the selected creature's touch AC. Uh, when the target hits the selected creature, you must overcome the creature's spell resistance, or the spell has no effect if it has spell resistance. A normal hit scored using, uh, using the targeted ammunition against the selected creature is considered a critical threat and deals one extra point of damage per caster level, which is not multiplied on a critical hit. A natural critical hit deals the same extra damage, but that damage is multiplied due to the critical. Wow. Lictor severs debris. Or whoever's standing in your way. Yeah, that, we, could, we could do that too. This, this sort of thing is standard issue for uh, agents in the field that have a known target. This one's going to be a caster level uh, 12. Let me see who on my group can cast named bullet. Uh, I don't think it's on any of your lists. Nope. <laughs> so that'll be a UMD check. Yes. Uh, this might be good. Okay. Ophelia has UMD. Damien has UMD. Uh, nobody else has UMD. Ophelia is probably our best bet for... So so the extra damage dealt by name bullet is multiplied on a crit, Ooh. which is nasty. If you have a natural critical hit. Oh, well... Uh, I don't have a nice expanded crit range on the uh, one of these on things the, on a long on one the of the these longbow. things on a longbow. It can really tear somebody apart. All right. It's one of the it's one of the tried and true ways of redu reducing someone you don't want to see anymore to a pile of bloody goo. All right. <laughs> Hand that off to Ophelia. <laughs> now I'd recommend not using this scroll unless you determine that you have to. Because you can only use it once. Alright. I mean, once you use it, it's good for ten minutes for level or until it's discharged. <laughs> but... Only once. Only once. 
If you now, if you use it on an arrow or something, you'll be able to keep track of which one is the named one because, well, the name will appear on the piece of ammunition. <laughs> it'll glow. It'll be really flashy because it's magic. This let's call this Plan D. <laughs> plan D. All right. Yeah, I don't want to try to cast a spell if I don't have to. So, any questions? So, Kester's the only person we're able to take. Well, I don't anticipate you'll be able to get a, a huge group of people out. I mean, are there any other, like, political prisoners or some somebody you want us to get out? Huh. If I had a, if I had the room, I'd write you a list a mile long. It's probably, that's a bit of an exaggeration. I think they only have about 400 prisoners there. You, I mean, if you wrote the letters big, maybe. Look, we're not trying to cause too many waves. If you, if you start taking tons of prisoners, they're gonna know. Yeah. You take one kid, when they're not looking, maybe they don't know. They're not, they're not gonna connect the disappearance of one child immediately following a visit from the Order of the God Claw to those people who came from the Order of the God Claw? We'll leave that problem to the Order of the God Claw. All right. We're good for we're good with uh, leaning on them, but uh, the goal here is to get you in and get you out and have them not know not know anything better until you've already completed your objective. Okay. What happens after that? It's not your concern. Um, are we gonna have to worry about anybody using greater invisibility to hide in a corner and come out and slice my throat? Be ready for anything. These are hell knights we're talking about. They're prepared for any form of combat. Okay. You see, you're you're, you're probably used to you're probably used to the hell knights themselves, the ones who clank around in big suits of armor and everyone can see them. Mm-hmm. What you really have to be worried about out here are the signifiers. Signifiers are are, are arcane spellcasters that still use armor but rely primarily on damage-dealing spells and mind control. Oh. And as I understand it, the kid was taken by a signifier. Oh. We have records. And he lays out a couple documents on, on the table. That there was a group of visiting Order of the Pyre agents, led by a paralictor named Signifier Strickland. He came here to Corvosa, hunting uh, an unspecified cult. Often when the Order of the Pyre travels, they don't give a lot of information. It would seem your Aerodonite worship looks at Unia has been deemed a dangerous cult. As often is the case by those who do not understand and therefore fear. Listen, I'm not here to judge your religious beliefs. Good. I'm here to help you, to help you because you've helped the city. And maybe get something out of it for myself as well. Bring me that information. Tell me why they're pulling out and if there's something that we need to be worried about. And then the Sable Company will smooth over any diplomatic incidents that arise. Um, you said that Kester was being what? It was, had been taken by somebody who can do mind control? It's very common for Hell Knights to rely on enchantment magic that prevents people from opposing them. What if we get there and Kester doesn't want to leave? Well, then that's going to be something that you need to figure out. Trust me. He wants to leave. Nobody wants to stay in a Hell Knight Bastion. 
Not even the Hell Knights. Okay. I will prepare several dispel magics. Unia says they're sort of they were they were uh repairing the broken plate but now they've taken to sort of uh they have a cloth napkin in their hands and they're wringing the life out of it <laughs> now if all else fails i'll have i'll have several marines standing by for extraction if all else fails make for the southern plain on the on the plateau that the citadel that citadel ferox rests on we'll pick you up all right um and what if, what if we don't get out? What if we get overwhelmed? Is there a way you'd prefer for us to go? To limit the uh, impact this has on the city when they inevitably find out that the people they've just killed are Corvosa's greatest heroes? Well, if you're caught, the city's going to disavow everything you did. We don't, we didn't, we didn't know that you were there. Quite frankly, you'll probably be branded traitors. But I take it this isn't the first time that you've run that risk. No. Well, that's the spy game, you know. If you <laughs> get caught, you're a traitor. Well, we better not get caught. And I guarantee you, Iliosa isn't going to stick up for you. Huh. She's barely sticking up for agents that we already had in the field. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm sure the queen has a lot to deal with right now. She's a she's a petulant child, and and you know it. Okay, good. We can talk freely. Yes. Listen, I got I've got people in dangerous scenarios all across the inner sea, particularly around Conqueror's Bay. I need to make sure that those people are safe. Yeah. And she is not giving me the resources that let me do it. Have you found out what happened to the Seneschal? That's another concern. Information about the Seneschal is currently on a need-to-know basis. What can we do to convince you that we need to know? Uh, start by getting me that information out of the Citadel. Alright. And then we'll talk. Okay. I'll tell you this. He's alive. Or at least, we haven't found a body. Or signs of death. They've torn that castle apart. As for where he could be, prefer to keep those leads a little closer to the chest right now. Yeah, that's understandable. Neolandus Kalapopoulos was my mentor. He was my commanding officer. He... He's a good friend. If you dated him, you can say that too. It's okay. Ew, no. He was like my dad. Oh. Ew. Oh, ew. No. Oh, oh, gross. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, 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 oh God, no. no. Oh, no. oh, sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. It was definitely like a more like father-son okay, sort of relationship. Okay. Oh, I'm so oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. No. No, him? Oh, he's old. <laughs> Feels along the side of his face. Oh shit, I'm getting old, aren't I? I, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but... He's got like crow's feet forming on the sides of his eyes. It happens uh, to the best of us. Hey, he looks like he's probably middle-aged. <laughs> no, what I meant was he was like a father figure. Okay. Dated. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, Neolandis Kalapopoulos. Not good dating material. 
Not for me, anyway. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he got around in his younger days. Damien? Oh, God, no. <laughs> anyway. All right. Are you happy with your, your plans? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think um, if if uh, we can't get back to the teleportation circle with uh, Kester, uh, um, invisible or in the bag of holding or what, <laughs> um, I can barely breathe in here. Oh, don't worry, I can hold my breath for 45 seconds. Can any of you cast Life Bubble? Um, that's a fifth level spell, I believe, for everybody except Rangers. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Rangers, it's third level. Druids, it's fourth level. I think Air Bubble might do it, but I think that's just a round per level. Uh, uh. let me see. Uh, similar airless environments. Oh, well, that's a minute per level, actually. Um, so you can put him in the bag of holding with air, air bubble up? Yeah, that's a first level cleric spell. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we could do that. It's been about four minutes and I don't know how long this spell lasts. <laughs> <laughs> so, we can do that. Yeah, first level cleric spell? Yeah. Um, can you extend spells? Do you have that? No. Oh. <laughs> But look, we were already gonna we were already gonna make an eight minute hustle anyway, so yep. uh, we just need to continue the eight minute hustle. Um, if you're looking for an excuse for why you need to leave Bastion Ferox, say that there's some sort of violation and that you need to report it to your commanding officer. What sort of violations are serious enough? Human rights. Hell knights care about human rights. The Order of the Godclaw has their standards. Okay. And if you're inspecting the prisoners. And you find something that violates what you consider common human decency, it would be a solid excuse. I... I think that's probably pretty likely. Now, of course, there is the question of if they'll let you leave with that. Maybe they don't want it getting out? I don't know how they treat their prisoners there. I mean, I've heard stories. It's not good. Yeah. I think any worshiper of Yamade would, uh, have objections. Mm -hmm. And Yamade is part of the God Claw. And Torag. Torag as well, yes. Abadar has his own, uh, has his own, uh, issues with certain forms of, uh, bondage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we talked to that, uh, what was his name again? Um, uh, G Justicar, uh, I, I legit can't remember his name. Who? Uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah Ponkin. Uh, Jeremiah, the God Claw guy, he talked to us a lot about the five gods of the God Claw and why we should follow them. And after a while, <laughs> I started to fall asleep. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> see what you can find out about the retraction from the city. Okay. Bring me, bring us back that information. All right. And we'll make sure that the kid is safe when he's back in the city. Okay. Um, oh, uh, I have one more question. What's up? Um, how did? Are you a spellcaster? Did you cast greater invisibility on yourself, or did you use a scroll or a potion? I had a potion. Or, if you have any extra potions of greater invisibility, that would be pretty nice. Uh, you can buy them. You can buy them from the Sable Company at, let's say, <laughs> reduced price. Hey. With that, uh, he will dive out your window and Wait. grab onto the reins of the hippogriff and God. take off into the into the night. He didn't even open it first. <laughs> <laughs> All cast mending again. Fine. <laughs>
Amazing. <laughs> um, so, so now we're going to fast forward again. Uh, you get the Hell Knight plate from from uh, Cressida, mm -hmm. right? We, uh, you we... go to the execution, and you're there for all of the executions. Yeah. Right. Um, I would like to say we also have uh, Trinia uh, see if she. Uh, we send a we send a letter to Trinia to see if she can get any uh, Order of the God Claw stories out of Jeremiah and Hars. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, uh, to see if they, we can get any additional information about just how they do things. Like, what are some of the things that Order of the God Club members say to each other? You know, like, flamey hot man. And <laughs> hot man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, um, <laughs> God, I love you. I love um, you, too. Um, and, yeah, so just see if we can get any more information on that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we go to the execution, uh, we have our, our tense little, conversation with Iliosa. Tense conversation with Iliosa. Now we're back the, up to the present day. The, uh, uh, the guy, the guy takes our picture, uh, we have our interview, uh. Yes. Well, you've scheduled an interview. We've scheduled an interview. All right. Uh, and so then there is a banquet that night, which is sort of, uh, a celebratory, uh, hey, we fixed the plague. Look at us. We did a good job. Yay. Let's all gather in one small enclosed room. <laughs> And, eat food. and and hope that we don't uh, give each other the plague again. <laughs> um, well, so so uh, you will be invited to this banquet uh, right. being held uh, uh, at Castle Corvosa. It's All the first right. time that Castle Corvosa has been opened since the beginning of the plague. Ooh, does it look different in there? It actually looks about like how it was when uh, you were in here last, okay. uh, but a little bit more regally de decorated, like uh, like. Um, Ilios has spent all of her time inside yeah. uh, decorating. <laughs> Working on um, feng shui. Uh, <laughs> I want this room to remind me of the seaside. You mean the side that looks out over the sea? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, now you can stand on the balcony and think of the sea. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh m many of the many of the upper crust of Corvosa will be there. Mm. Um most of the same people that you saw at the previous gala. Mm -hmm. Um Marcus Endron will also be there. Um Cressida will be there um with Marcus Endron actually. Yeah, I'm guessing um uh, there is no sign of Vencarlo. Yeah. He he got out of here. Um yeah. Um now there are uh some notable exceptions uh from the space. Let me see. Do I still have this map? Flamio Hotman. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go back to our uh, our nice uh, Castle Corvosa map. So, uh, Van Carlo's not here. Uh, Gloria Ocona's not here. Um, uh, Dr. Ball certainly isn't here. Um, Darvi and Gios Ampre is not here. Uh, and Bishop de Bear is not here. Oh, I was gonna give Bishop de Bear a very nasty side. Oh no, not Bishop de Bear. Sorry. Um, uh, what's 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 her face? The judge. I was gonna give. Is oh, the, she's here. Oh, she's here. Does she look okay? Does she look? Uh, does she? How? Does she look stressed? Is she it, like she's not wearing the Bank of Abadar stuff anymore? Obviously. Yeah, um, she has removed any any association with the Bank of Abadar. In her clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks fine. Mm. Okay. She's she's not, like, wearing Grey Maiden plate or anything? 
Uh, no, she's not wearing a Grey Maiden plate. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, um, uh... Cordetra. Cordetra will be here. Uh, Cordetra. We're all just gonna, like, give, give very saccharine smiles, like, Hi, Cordetra! How are you doing? Your, your armor is looking especially resplendent today, Cordetra. Damien! <laughs> Let me get let me get my updated Iliosa token. Ooh. Is her in the green dress? Oh uh, yes. Green dress. Okay. Uh so there will be a banquet, uh, and uh they'll have some extravagant foods that they have available. Um and uh there will also be uh Oh Togamore's here. Yep, yeah, Togamore is here. That's right, he said he was moving into the castle, right? He did. Yeah. Uh, so you'll also be joined by, uh, so, uh, so, like, in addition to all the people that you're, that they're pointing out, they, you recognize most of these people from last time. Mm -hmm. You have Guildmaster Boole, uh, the head of the Cerulean Society. Mm -hmm. You have Valder Bromathan, uh, the head of House Bromathan, and also, sort of, uh, currently the acting high priest of the Church of Saren Ray. Oh. Uh, as apparently the high priest of Saren Ray died in, in the Bloodvale outbreak. Oh, no! And, uh, and one of the uh, things that they demanded was that any money that pe the people would have spent bringing them back was instead invested in making sure other people survived. Oh. And so now, uh, Valder Bromathon is acting as the, as the head of the Church of Saren Ray here in the city. Uh, oh, Lictor DeVry will not be here, obviously. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I brought Bye. along this kid. <laughs> We're going to completely negate all of the dungeon preps that Rain just did. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then you will also be introduced uh, by... Uh, actually, uh, actually, at a certain point, Iliosa will be uh, making speeches about, you know, how terrible this catastrophe that has racked our city has been. <laughs> and where would we be without the cover of night? They who sacrificed so much to help us. And there's like claws, uh, gen gentle, <laughs> rhubarb, rhubarb. Uh, it pains my heart then to hear that much as I lost someone at the beginning of all of these tragedies, Lenore Milosevi has also lost someone. Unfortunately, my Eadred, he was old and infirm in his last days and to bring him back to such a life, it would be, it'd be just more torment. To bring him back to a disease that we still can't cure, it, I might not be able to have my husband back, but Lenore, you can still have yours. The shade of red Lenore's face has turned puts the Crimson Throne to shame. She gestures toward um, Togemar, actually, who reaches into a bag and pulls out a brilliant diamond. The crown has offered to donate to the Bank of Abadar this diamond valued at 10,000 gold. Oh, I couldn't possibly accept that. That should go to the Church of Saren Ray. Um, or, or somebody else. I don't, I, I, I... Severne, uh, Drassus, uh, this person dressed in, dressed in, like, brilliant, uh, rainbow cloaks just goes, No, you have done so much for this city. The queen came to me asking what sort of gesture would be appropriate to show her appreciation for you. And 
what greater gesture could there be than restoring true love? Um, um, you, you know, I've always appreciated everything that the Church of Shellen has done for me. Um, um, I, uh, Lenore, uh, seems to be completely at a loss for words. Uh, and Ophelia will go, um, we thank you for your extremely generous gift, and we will be putting it to use as soon as we can. Why thank not? You. She, she just looks around. Well, why wait? Archbanker Tuttle, you're here right now. Uh, oh, I, um, I, I wasn't prepared for, uh, I, I suppose, um, uh, uh, and then there's like, there's like happy clapping from everyone like, oh yes, do it now. Now, do you have anything, any part of your husband that might be used? Lenore wordlessly holds up the preserved finger. <gasps> there's gasps from the crowd. <gasps> and she goes, Rothlam used this as a trophy. He's dead truly, now. Truly, you have suffered far greater than so many afflicted by blood veil. That one of its architects, Rolf Lamb, had such a personal hostility toward you. I, I must, I'm, Togemore, present the gem. And uh, he goes, yes, your majesty, and goes over toward Archbanker Tuttle and hands over this gem. As payment from the Crimson Throne. I, uh, and let me be the first to say that I think an arrangement should be made between the throne and the bank. A minting of new coins to celebrate the reign of Iliosa. And uh, Archbanker Tuttle smiles like, hmm, yes, that would be very good. Collectibles, even. We'll see about the details later. <laughs> uh, I think I think uh, no, a new commemorative coin should be made <laughs> to celebrate the the reign of Iliosa. And a ninety nine point nine percent pure gold leaf, <laughs> not legal tender commemorative coins. Yay! And so and so then it, then then Togemore gestures over toward Lenore. If you would be so kind, let us heal the wounds that have been dealt. <sighs> And everyone has stopped, and everyone is looking at you. Uh, um. And in the midst of everyone, everyone looking at you, uh, you look at you look at uh, Iliosa, and you just see her smile, very wide. Oh gosh! This this very self-satisfied, like a cat who caught the canary. Yeah, smile. Lenore, uh, um, um, I, uh, thank you for, um, the honor of, uh, of this, of this gift, and, um, uh, uh, how can I say no? Wonderful. Well, it's what I want. And it's, uh, what I, it's what I want, too. I want the cover of night to know how deeply the throne is grateful for their actions. Uh, Lenore, uh, there are some tears streaking down Lenore's face. She hopes that other people think they're tears of joy. 
and uh, Darb Tuttle uh, offers offers his hand. Uh, if uh, if you are ready, yeah. Uh, and so you see the gem uh, begin to spin uh, in his outstretched hand as he takes the finger from you. And it gleams with golden light. Please say no. Please say no. Uh, and you see this this blinding flash of light uh, as, as basically the incantation goes on for about a minute. And uh, you see the, the gem like just spin up until it becomes this golden band of light which forms around the finger and you watch as the light extrapolates out uh you see you see um somebody somebody takes like a, a red robe and brings it forward and as the light expands out they wrap the robe around uh the form and soon you're standing there and before you you just see this red-headed dwarf wrapped in a robe looking around as if he doesn't know where he is. And he looks at you. Lenore! Edgar! You're back! And he rushes toward you and just grabs you around the waist. And Lenore gives him a big hug. And then there's there's the requisite aww from the crowd. Uh, and, and everybody, uh, everybody claps. She kisses uh, him on the top of the head. There's some crying. Uh, you see, you see Iliosa dab at her eyes with a handkerchief. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. I'm Where? so sorry. Where are we? We're in Castle Carosa. We're in the castle? Yeah. What? I'll explain what? later. What's going on? You were... That's... That's Queen Iliosa. Yeah. Yeah. And Field Marshal Crofts and the Arch Banker? Yeah, that's... What's going on? It's a long story. Well, I'll I'll give you two time to process. You may take your leave now. Okay. Um, thank you. No, thank you for helping us give back hope to a city that has been scarred. May you continue to shine as beacons of hope for everyone here. We will certainly be watching. Oh boy. And uh, with that, uh, basically, uh, basically uh, you will have uh, like a palace guard come up to you and just like put a sh- hand on your shoulder in a way that's supposed to be, that's supposed to be comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just watch as uh, Iliosa stares at you unblinkingly smiling at you um Lenore. basically as soon as as soon as the ritual is done the smile that she was giving this like almost hungry mm. a smile it, it it takes on this bright tone again and basically as soon as anybody looks it looks like she's she's just in the middle of crying and just going <gasps> puts a hand over her chest and just so sweet Lenore uh is going to wipe her eyes um, and as we're walking out is just going to give Iliosa the most withering look she can muster. <laughs> Come on, Edgar. 
Let's go home. I have a lot to tell you, and I don't think you can stay for long. We get back home. Uh, it's late in the night. Uh, this is before you go in. Um, we have had some guests. Uh, the rest of the cover of night has been staying here. Um, and we also That's, have. Uh, what's up? Yeah, are you all right? Uh, Iliosa didn't bring you back because she's a good person who wants to see us be in love with each other. Um, let's, let's go, let's go inside. Um, okay. you, uh, you open the door, uh, the room's dark, obviously. Um, I'll, I'll get Portobello, um, here, hold on. Uh, Damien, uh, and Ophelia and Uni are going to go wrangle, uh, an overly excited baby Otiug. Um, we, we can talk about the pet situation later. You should probably sit down. Uh, do you need anything? I have, I have eggs. We kindle some of the lights inside. Yeah. Jabbed into the table. Oh, frick. There is a saw-toothed sword. Oh, no. Stabbing a note into the table. It just says, Pest removal. One Otiug. What? What is a saw-tooth? Uh, make me a knowledge religion check. I'm going to have everybody roll. Does somebody kill my Otiug? Okay, I rolled really freaking well. Um, okay. Damien got a natural 20 um, for a total of 34, and then he gets two people aiding because everybody else rolled 16s right. on die. The Sawtooth Saber is the preferred weapon of the Red Mantis assassins. Green, did they kill Portobello? There's no blood anywhere in the house. Where did they take my baby? Uh, you can make a survival check if you want to track. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Edgar's going. What's going on? What's what's this? What's this sword? Uh, this is a. He, he actually he looks at. It, he's like, it's not the most practical of weapons. Yeah, we've made some political enemies. What happened while I was? The last thing I remember, I was looking for Tamir and. Uh... Um. Uh. Uh, okay, um, uh, as we're, as we're looking for, um, for tracks, uh, Lenore got a 24, uh, Damien got a 17, uh, Unia got a, uh, got a 14, and Ophelia got a 9. Uh, so a 24 with two aids is a 28. Um, Lenore's going, uh, the queen, uh, came to power her the king died under mysterious circumstances and the seneschal isn't around. Um, she, uh, there were a bunch of riots. Uh, she used, uh, the opportunity, um, uh, to, uh, tamp down on areas of the city that she didn't like. Uh, and then there was a plague, uh, and she used that as an opportunity to grab even more power. And now there's, um, guards uh, on the queen's side um, and assassins and Ergothoans all just sort of in one big um, clusterfuck. Sean's glaive, what? How did this happen? Ilioso wants power and she'll do anything sh she can to get it. Anything. And he's, he's like turning, he's actually turning over the sword in his hands. He's like, I've never quite seen anything like this. That's from the Red Mantis. Uh, hi, by the way, I'm Damien. Um, hi. 
Uh, you, you guys did walk home together, yeah, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that that's a uh, that's the that's that's the blade of the Red Mantis assassins. Um, we know that they were working with the cult of Ergothoa. So these people, they can just get into our house. I mean, apparently, I I've we've changed the locks several times. I don't. People just keep breaking into this dang house. We had. <sighs> Iliosa brought you back to say to me that she has the power to take you away again. And she'll do it if we don't toe the line. I. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to bring you back into this. I've. <laughs> The guy who killed you, he he kept fingers as a trophy, and I've had it for a couple of weeks now. And people kept asking me why I didn't want to bring you back, and I didn't want to bring you back into all of this. There's no hey. way that you could be hey, safe hey, here. Hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. I'm so and he like sorry. he like he like takes his hand. I'll admit I feel like shit, but uh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I love you. I love you too. I would give anything for us to be able to be a happy couple in our house with our smithing jobs again. But it's not going to happen. We have to get you out of here before Iliosa finds a way to make me regret ever opposing her. If they brought me back because they want to because they want you to know that they can get to you. Sending me away is just going to let them know. But isn't sending you away going to keep you safe? I don't think so. Look, they were able to get into our house. Unless you have a really safe place to put me. And a safe way to get me there. Um. I think we need to play the part. I would never ask you to do this. To, to come back and pretend like everything's okay. I... We're together. That's the most important thing for me. You're not going to be safe. I wasn't safe when I went looking for my friend either. Some things are more important than being safe. I love you. I love you too. Um. So, um, this, uh, Pest removal reference. We had a baby Otiagu for a while, and I was gonna introduce you to him. His name is Portobello, and he's really sweet, and now he's not here because they broke into our freaking house, and Lenore's, um, uh, uh rainbow sparkles start pulsing harder as she, uh, flickers on the edge of blood rage. And they just, everybody keeps trying to come in and take everything that's mine, and I can't protect everyone. You can't protect everyone all the time. Sorry. It's okay. We'll figure this out. Okay. We'll do it together. Okay. You know, I had this dream that you came to see me at a shop. Yeah. We we're working on something. Maybe, uh, I'll admit, uh, I don't feel so great, but, uh, I'd like to try working on something with you again. When you're ready. Okay. 
You know, I was thinking... I need a metal table that nobody can jab swords into. Yeah. That, that's probably good. And a reinforced door. Yeah. And uh, he grabs your hand. I'm gonna hold his hand. Mm. Oh, do you still have the original ring? I do. Um, Lenore is going to uh, hold his hand with one one of her hands and uh, reach out and um, take the the necklace or take the chain with his ring on it off of her neck. Um, I would say the circumstances are probably not as good as last time, but uh, she'll slide the ring on his finger. Hmm. It's good to have you back. Till death do us part. Sure. Maybe one or two. <laughs> oh, I've missed you. I missed you too. I was thinking about getting wind chimes. That sounds good. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, while they're talking, uh, the rest of the party is just sort of like retreated to their rooms to give them some time alone. And that, we will also give them some time alone. Those bastards, they took my baby. Oh. Oh. <sighs> Lots of emotions. Yeah. Lots of emotions. <sighs> okay. No. Oh. Y'all. Love. Love. Oh. Dangerous times. Yeah. Political pawn. Look, Lenore got her husband back. Yay, Isn't that look, good? It's so wonderful. Now they can be together for the rest of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Well, it's good to see that Corvosa is just as wonderful as ever, isn't it? We wouldn't let a little thing like curing the plague stand in the way of Iliosa getting her way. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder role-playing game are published by Paizo and used in accordance with Paizo's community use policy. This session featured sound effects and music by Sirenscape. Check out their Curse of the Crimson Throne sound sets or many more for any tabletop scenario at sirenscape.com. The session also featured music by Philip Melvin. Our intro is The Crimson Banquet, Red Raven's Waltz. The menacing track in the gala and finale was The Queen's Memoirs, and Ophelia's werewolf transformation featured paintings in a clock tower. You can find these and other great tracks in Philip's Tabletop Music Bazaar. Link in the description. We are on Twitter at to have and to roll. Rain is at rain zero. That's R-A-N-E and the number zero. Daft is at Daft Prodigy. We are on Tumblr, to have and to roll.tumblr.com. And we do not have sponsors, 
or Patreon. But if you would like to financially support the show, I do work full time trying to save the world with the power of solar energy. If you would like to see if I can help you switch your home over to cleaner, more affordable energy, send an email to to have and to roll at gmail.com. Subject line reigns day job. Be sure to check out session 44, the second part of our interbook interlude, available now as the next track in our feed. Or if you're really fast, available in a couple minutes. Also, if you're already at this part and session 44 isn't out, how did you get here? This this is too fast. Go back. Listen to the episode. And we'll see you next time on Curse of the Crimson Brown. Unfortunately, our supplies are a little limited. I can only use them for missions or for dramatic stunts like the one that I just pulled here. <laughs> we have we have a we have a um uh, a column in the in the, uh, in the budget report. The budget marked uh Extra. marked stunts. <laughs> Excellent. It's actually the bastard column. The bastard column. <laughs> It's for any they, they any also, action you want to take to be a, just a total douchebag bastard. They also have a number of swords in that column. <laughs> uh, no, 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 Sometimes, no. Now you sound like our accountant. Sometimes we get those columns completely mixed up. You never want the bastard column to go completely to, to magical weapons, let me tell you. There's also one person in there, but don't tell Iliosa. You know who else I could see as Iliosa? Um, fuck, what's her name? Uh, from... Uh, Every movie that can't remember. Oh right, yeah. Fuck what's her name? Yeah, fuck what's her. <laughs> I think she just won an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> I need cheese. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the blood veil. <laughs> Do you remember the twenty first night of September? September. We're recording this on September twenty first. <laughs> Oh, another cat has made their way up to my notebook. Yep, I heard I heard the little the little trill as Autumn jumped up. That's three cats. That's three. <laughs> Amazing.